welcome to an inspirational teaching by our guest speaker of Adonai Church, Bangalore. We hope you enjoy this teaching. This evening, I have come as a reliever to relieve uh, Pastor Victor. <laughs> Today is his day off, but he's enjoying while I am on duty. My message is entitled or I'll call the Star of Christmas. And uh, we'll see how it unfolds. Matthew 2, 1 to 12 says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So this gives a very clear indication of a story that we know right from our childhood about the wise men who were guided by the star. That is why at Christmas time, no matter which denomination they belong to, the star is shining out. It's something lit up in the balconies or in the houses of people to remind us of that star that was shining. But we are told the wise men came somewhere from the east. And the question was, what would have happened instead of wise men if there were wise women who came? A question to think about. I think, first thing, wise women would not have got lost they would have asked for directions and would have reached there. Correct, ladies? They would have arrived on time. They would have helped Mary deliver the baby. They would have cleaned the manger, the stable. They would also brought a casserole with them. And they would have brought some more practical gifts rather than what the wise men brought there. But I don't know what they would have said after they left the stable. Did you see the sandals Mary was wearing with that gown? <laughs> that baby doesn't look anything like Joseph, does it? <laughs> she said she was a virgin. Ha, she was with me in my school. <laughs> Can you believe it? They led all those disgusting animals in the house. I heard that Joseph isn't even working right now. <laughs> And they could have used a better donkey for the journey than that scrawny looking ass. <laughs> Want to bet on how long it will take to get back your casserole. So this would be, have been some of the thoughts perhaps if they were wise women. 
positive and negative. Now, do you know how many wise men were there? Three. Well, it does not say in the Bible that there were three wise men. It does say there were three gifts. So we conclude that there are three wise men and then we write a song, We Three Kings of Orient Are. So it's a derivation, but we do not know how many wise men were there. Do you know from the East means from which country they came from? Persia? India? Must be from India. Otherwise, who gives gold during the time of birth? (laughs) Well, they suggest that people had been exiled to Babylon many years before, few centuries before. Only some numbers came back during the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, but the rest of them remained in Babylon. And perhaps these were the people who had the scriptures and were also familiar with reading the stars. And then they saw that what was written in the scripture, a star is going to rise. And then they saw the star and they knew it must be the king of the Jews which is forecasted. So they came forth. Perhaps these were the Jews themselves who had now merged with the Babylonians. But they could have been as far as any other country because the Babylonian empire had stretched to 120 provinces, including India. So you never know how far from the east they came. But here is an interesting point. That was speculation, but here is the truth. Did you know that in Genesis, we have the Garden of Eden? And Garden of Eden had a wall around it. Because at one point when Adam and Eve sinned, they were chucked out. And there was a gate that was on the east side, which was shut so that they would not be allowed to come back again, lest they ate of the tree of life. But whenever Adam and Eve and their descendants wanted to come back near to God, they would come near to this gate and worship God. But their son Cain went far away from the Lord and he went further east. And therefore that gate on the east of the Garden of Eden is to remind us that that is the place you can encounter God again. And that is why when Moses' time the tabernacle was built, it had a gate on the east as if to say, would you want to come back and reunite yourself with the Lord? Then the gate on the east was to remind them of the gate of the Garden of Eden. Solomon's temple also had a gate on the east beckoning people to come back. And the vision of Ezekiel also about his temple is also the same thing. There's a gate is on the east. And therefore, when its Bible says, when the wise men from the east came back to worship him, it is to say, yes, the gate is opened through the arrival of Jesus and God is beckoning people to come back. And as was said to us by the worship leader, that wise men were called wise because they came back to worship the Lord. Worshiping him is our best activity for which we have been designed. And so the coming of wise men from the east is an indicator that we can follow them right into the presence of God. And so question is, wisdom lies in being a worshiper. Now, Because all of us are seated here and we worship the Lord, we must be wise people. We also do not know when did they come. Usually all our manger scenes show the star, the animals, Joseph, Mary and the baby Jesus, and then the shepherds, and then the angels, and then we also have the wise men in that stable there. But we are not sure whether they came when they were in the stable, because it says, and when they entered the house, 
By now they had shifted to a house not in the stable anymore. And so it may be a few months later, perhaps a year, year and a half later. That is why Herod calculated the time and ordered that all babies below two years to be killed. Not below two months, but below two years, because this must have been a bit later than that. Anyway, that was just by the way of introduction about wise men, but I want to focus on the star of Bethlehem. Now, inasmuch as there was a star of Bethlehem that did the work at that point of time, did you know that the Bible tells us that we, that is you and I, are also a, a star. You may not know it, but you and I are a star. You may not be a film star, you may not be a singing star, or you may not be a sports star, but you are a star indeed. And for that we have a Bible verse which says that Philippians 2, 14 and 15, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and a crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. So we will be like stars in the sky, one day shining brightly. That's what the Bible says. So we will be like stars. You always wanted to be a star. Now you will be a star. Yeah. And so that's good news. And uh, in fact, you're not an earthly star. You are a heavenly star. That is even still better. And whole of Bangalore is going to see you shining brightly. Hallelujah. And uh, this evening is a star-studded evening. Hallelujah. We are, we are happy to have all the audience over here. Now, that star which shone uh, during the time which guided wise men, we want to see some unique qualities about that star. Number one, it was a chosen star and it was a very special star. A chosen star and a very special star that appeared 2,000 years ago. However, it says about us in 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. You are a chosen people. Now, if you know anything about the Roman wars, uh, this is what you will understand. Every soldier did receive some ordinary salary, average salary. And every soldier wanted more than what he got from his salary. That is why he would try to extract, do some extortion and take money out. That's what, when some of them came to John the Baptist, John says, don't extort any money, be satisfied with your wages. But the attraction to the soldiers was this. A general would say, get yourself ready, we are going to war to so-and-so place. Now the advantages was, why would a soldier want to go for war? Because there is a danger he could get killed. Who would want to go to war and get killed? Why not just sit, relax and just enjoy the salary that we are getting? We may have to get up in the morning and do some parade over here and do some chores. But other than that, it's you have to just sit and get the salary. Why go to war? But a soldier would be excited to go to war because this was the bait that was provided. And the bait was, after they won the war, whatever they could plunder was theirs. And if they plundered, they could get so much goods that could last them a lifetime. It could be tremendous plunder. So that was the joy 
every soldier had a vision he had i want to go to war so that i can get the plunder and then i am done for life but here was an interesting thing if they won the war and if they plundered then there was one event where every soldier had to stand in a line and in front of him probably his bedsheet he would have to display all that he had plundered and the general being the general who led them to war and general being the general who made them win the war general being general who had a strategy to win the war he would pass by this particular place where all these goods were displayed and he was given the privilege to pick one or two items from every soldier's display of plunder that was his share the general's share what do you think the general picked the best all right if he wanted to pick he will pick but he would pick whatever was the best now when the bible says for you are a chosen generation he is saying the general when he was passing by he chose you picked you up and therefore we are chosen hand picked by the general himself hallelujah we are very very special stars not ordinary stars we are hand picked by the general the cream de la cream is here that is the cream that is sitting here right now we are those hand picked people for a purpose second one that star was a bright shining star and the star of bethlehem did guide the people what was a bright star that is why among all the stars they took note of that particular star and that inspired them to find out the meaning of that star and the magi took notice and began to follow him but it also says daniel 12:3 those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever here is another verse again it says in the bible we will be like the stars in the heavens shining for ever and ever the film stars i lived many years in mumbai many of the film stars are there but all film stars have a shelf life but hallelujah we will be shining for ever and ever we don't have to pump in any money to promote ourselves to raise our ratings high we don't have to do anything because christ has done it all and our rating is permanent and we are going to enjoy it forever and ever those who are wise will shine like the brightness of heavens and those who lead many to righteousness will be like the stars forever and ever so, and so we are so thrilled to be that bright star shining forever and ever we must shine but it says here we have some responsibility those who lead many to righteousness so i hope we are doing that very well then the brightness will shine very well very very well. i was working in a company called crompton greaves and i had a you know colleague engineer was sitting next to me but he had a foul mouth and he would use abusive language in particularly he would have a scrap with uh, one of the peons who would, he would tell something to him to do he would not do it in time or do it reluctantly then he would just let him have it a flurry of bad words so i let him speak but after he sat down calm down i said to him you are an engineer but when you open your mouth you speak the street language you don't look like one you look like somebody coming from the road side and it doesn't suit you it doesn't suit your dignity he said meta they don't understand any language 
They only understand this language. I said, not true. I said, he does all my work. I never use any foul word. He was a bit stumped. He said, no, no, no. That's the only way to do. I said, I'll leave it to you. And so I left it, I left it at that and I continued doing my work. About two or three days later, this guy again had some scrap with the peon and he got very angry and was about to open his mouth when his eyes fell on me. And he said to the peon, I want to tell you something, but he's sitting there, so I will not tell you, but you know what I mean. And I felt good. The language in our company is changing. Bad words are arrested. Well, from the very first day we joined, you know, we used to bring our lunchbox. So I sat down with my lunchbox at the mealtime and all the office colleagues sat together on the same table. And our duty is, what do you do before lunch? We scratch our eyebrows. So I scratch my eyebrows. <laughs> so my colleague said, are you all right? Are you getting a headache? I said, no, just give me a few seconds. And then I said, okay, let's eat. So he said, what was it? What did you do? I said, no, it is my practice to pray. So I just prayed before the meal. So we were eating food. One guy said, what do you say when you pray? I said, if you're interested, tomorrow when we sit, I'll pray loudly. And they said, okay. So next day when we sat, they said, Meta, you pray loudly. So I prayed my prayer that you normally pray. So every time we sat down, now it became a practice that before we start, they'll say, Meta, finish your prayer, then we can eat food. <laughs> so I would pray and then we would eat food. Well, one day I had to, was sent on outdoor duty. So I was not there lunchtime. I came the following day. At the lunchtime, we sat down and one of the guys was a non-Christian. He said to me, Meta, you were not there yesterday. And we are so used to you praying and then eating. We did not know what to do. So he said, I prayed your prayer and we, we had the food. <laughs> Hallelujah. We can stop the foul language and get everybody praying. That will be good news for all of us. Yeah. So God has placed you and me into the very place so that we can change the whole atmosphere. This is called shining brightly and leading many others to the pathways of righteousness. Amen. That is what God wants us to do. So we do have a responsibility in this whole area. Thirdly, it was a moving star. This star of Bethlehem was moving, led the people from Babylon into Israel, into Bethlehem, into the place where uh, the baby was. It was a moving star. It was not a movie star. It was a moving star. You know, I have a friend whose young daughter, must be about 9, 10 years old, was traveling uh, with her father in the car. But she was seated in the seat at the back and there was another friend of this man and he was also sitting in the back seat. In fact, this friend of mine is a pastor and his colleague also was a pastor and these two pastors, the father of this girl and this pastor were going in the car. When this colleague pastor began to share the gospel with his friend's daughter and as the car was moving, he gave the gospel to her and guess what? This girl gave her life to Christ in that particular moving car. So whenever she stands up to give a testimony, she says, I have a moving testimony. Yeah? And I think that's what it is. We need to be a moving star. It should, our testimony should not be a static testimony. It should be a fresh, dynamic, alive, and it should be moving all the time, moving us and moving other people, just like this star, which was moving to guide people. I think we should also be a moving star. Number four, the star of Bethlehem was a guiding star. It guided the people from where they were and guided them throughout all their journey. It was guiding them, but it came and stopped at the place 
where Jesus was. They unfortunately took a detour, but a star was waiting for them. When they came out of Herod's palace, lo and behold, a star was waiting. He said, you went wrong, follow me. And then the star took them around to the place where Jesus was, and they were delighted. And God expects us also to be a people who will guide others, who will guide ourselves, and also guide others. Proverbs 11.3 says, the integrity of the upright guides them. The integrity of the upright guides them. In our land of India, there is so much corruption, irrespective of the party that comes. And the people who have integrity are so few. But if you do walk with integrity, you will definitely shine like a star. And definitely it will guide you. It will also guide many others. And God would want us to be a people of integrity people who will be shining brightly and our integrity is what is needed for our land. We have been corrupt for too long and I think the only hope is there not having a new Lokpal or Lokayukta but we need a moving star, a guided star, a bright star like you and me who can guide the people and as we stand in integrity it will make a world of a difference. I know of one guy from my office, from my church but who who worked in office. In his company whatever you traveled means of transport you use to do the official work you could put in the bills and they were reimbursed most people what they did was they would go by bus or they would go by a local train in second class but they would bill the company for a first class fare or they would bill for a taxi fare that's what they did but this guy he was in the church he came under conviction decided to amend his ways And he decided to bill exactly what means of transport he used. And so he would put his bills. And lo and behold, his boss noticed that this guy's bills were always the least. But everybody else's bills were high. So the boss called everyone and said, look, this guy is able to give me the same amount of work or better work. But he is billing the company less. But you are spending a lot, but you are not giving me the same results. So he fired them. So when they came out from the office... Uh, they came out from the cabin of the boss. This guy surrounded his guy and said to him, what is it that you are doing? You are putting us to shame. You are causing us to have the firing. You better put the bills like the way we put, otherwise we'll thrash you. And he says, no, you can thrash me if you want, but I will not put false bill because I fear someone and I reverse someone and I want to do as he says in his book. And they said, what book? So he opened the Bible and he showed them two or three Bible verses and they all read it carefully and he said I am going to live by the book and the book says and I will do what the book says and I will not compromise that's my thing you want to bash me up you can bash me up and they went and sat down and then they said hey we like your book I think we'll also do what you're doing in other words there it is his integrity permeated to his colleagues as well another friend of mine whose name is Renald he was having a business but the volume of business crossed a certain limit after which he needs a sales tax registration. So he applied for a sales tax. His charter accountant said, well, to get this registration, you will need to pay a big bribe. And how much bribe is some 5,000 rupees those days. He says, I don't want to give a bribe. I will pray. I will fast and pray. So my friend Renald and his partner Errol, they went on a three days fast and then they went to meet the sales tax registration officer. The three of them, that is chart accountant and these two guys sat on either side sitting in front of the sales tax officer and they presented him the file 
and the sales tax officer was going through the file, nearly was finishing it when the, his telephone bell rang. So the sales tax officer picked up the phone and pushed the file around, continued talking to whoever else, but on his table was a big blotting paper and the officer wrote in the corner 5,000, giving a hint, let's settle the score. 5,000 is that figure. So the chartered accountant saw this and he nudged both of them and said, I told you, that's what the figure for your uh, level of business, this is the acceptable bribe. And these two guys said, you keep quiet, we'll handle it. Anyway, the guy finished his phone, kept on, he says, he said, that's fine. So Reynolds said to him, sir, if it is acceptable, then would you sign our document? He said, yes, yes, yes. You look after me, I look after you. So they said, sir, what way can we look after you? He said, you didn't understand? He said, sir, please explain. And he showed them the figure. He said, you give me this figure, you look after me, and I will sign your document. And Reynolds said to him, sir, you are a man in authority, you are an officer. I respect you and I fear you. And whatever I do out of respect and fear to you, I will do it. But there is one seated in the heaven above, a God whom I fear much more than you. And if I do what you tell me to do, it is called bribe. And he gets very upset. So I rather fear him and not give you the bribe. Because if I give you the bribe, and then if he is upset, that is terrible. So sir, if you can sign, you can sign. And the guy looked at Renault and says, Ah, I also fear God. Sign and give it to him. And the charter governor was stunned to see this whole process. Yes, I think if we continue to have our conviction and humility and posture ourselves with respect and honor, but be clear about our conviction, God will honor that and make us work. So we need to be a, a, a star which is a guiding star and the integrity of the bride will be there. Hallelujah. Alright, let's go to the next one. It was a pointing star. It was pointing to Jesus. Because it says in Matthew 5, it was pointing to Jesus. It attracted the people not to itself. Initially it attracted to itself, but then it directed them to Jesus. That's what it says in Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We too must point people not to us, but to our Lord Himself. First Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts, rever Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Meaning, always point to Jesus. And as we point to Jesus, it is going to be tremendous. Now there are people who believe in astronomy and in astronomy stars play a significant role and when they read this story about the star that guided the people and brought them to Jesus, they said, huh, don't we always say about all these stars and all the constellations, we also believe in them. But actually speaking, there is a difference. In astronomy, the stars control us according to astronomy. And today, if this star has moved into this particular constellation, that means it's bad news. You've got to be careful. I was told of one man, he was told that today, the good number for him is number seven. Lucky number is seven. And so what he decided to do is, he went by bus number seven. 
and he went to the race course and he found horse number 7 and he put 7000 rupees and guess what the horse came 7th <laughs> in this particular case as we are looking at it it was not the star controlling people on earth but it was the birth of Jesus which was controlling the movement of the star hallelujah so we have someone above the stars and he controls our lives and he orders all stars around he knows them by name and he calls them by name and he brings them to order so we don't have to worry and fear the stars we don't have to go by what our stars in the newspaper foretell we have to go by the one who has made those stars and fear him and love him and he will control all the stars in our life and so we got to be very clear not to worry about astronomy but follow him exactly as he would like us to follow you and therefore it tells us that we are pointing people to Jesus and as we point people to Jesus then we will believe that people will be blessed because they need someone to point them to someone because everyone is looking for answers everyone is looking for answers everyone is looking for some hope and we can give them some hope of someone next one this star was a star with a message this star had a message and the star's message was a king is born he's the savior of the world and he's the god that needs to be worshipped therefore the wise men said where is the one who has been born king of the jews we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him they looked at the stars they looked at the books and says let's go and if they have come from babylon or they have come from india wherever they came from somewhere far east they travel several hundred miles if not a few thousand miles because such deep was the conviction to worship this particular god whom this star was pointing to and therefore i believe also our life carries a message there is a savior his name is jesus and he saves us from sin and he saves you from sin he sets you free from guilt and shame he will give you the assurance of life after death he will fill our heart with love and joy and peace and this should cause people to see us who see us to worship jesus saying your life is a transformed life so we are all stars we are chosen stars we are special stars we are bright and shining star a guiding star a pointing star and a star with a message and so it is up to us that all this tells us that we got to guide we got to shine we got to have a message though we have a responsibility so we just cannot claim the title of a star unless we fulfill what is associates with i recall sometimes on the television they have those shows of those who are bodybuilders you know bodybuilders and they you know apply oil now i know it's difficult for you to imagine when i am doing it but you have to put your imagination to work <laughs> all right and they you know put all the muscles and all the muscles flex up all that you cannot see in mine mine is as big as a pimple but for those who are big ones and they go in from different angles and you know all those things they do which is amazing so one man was doing it on the television show and uh, his rippling muscles and with those oil that was put was really glistening shining through from all angles he had worked on every part of his body and then the uh, the narrator the commentator the one who was anchoring the meeting he said to him how long did you take and he told i took so long and then he kept on asking many questions he gave all the details then he asked a question what do you do with all the muscles <laughs> at which point he he did again another one he said oh wonderful but what do you do with it he did another one 
He says, what do you do with those muscles? He said, I help my wife open the jam bottle. <laughs> Are you a star only opening jam bottles? With all those rippling muscles that have been attributed to you as a gift without having going to the gym. This has been given to you as a gift. We got a responsibility to do something or the other. Amen? So far, the focus has been on you and me. But I want to lift the focus to someone else. And that is none other than Jesus. Because the real star is Jesus. He is the superstar. Revelation 22:16 says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and offspring of David, the bright morning star. He is the chosen one. He is the special star. He is the guiding star. He is the moving star. He is the real star. We are only a reflection of his brightness. He is the real star, but this star shines brighter and brighter as the story progresses. And the whole Bible is a drama that is unfolding. And Jesus is the superstar of this drama. And you can see the story unfolding more and more. The script is written for him. And he has the lead role. If you read the Bible, it has got three levels. The ground level is all ordinary people. The Bible tells the story of all ordinary people that are there, like you and me. People like Adam and Eve and Moses and Abraham and David and Peter and James and John. It tells us a lot of narratives of all these individual people. That is the first level of all those stories. Then at the second level is the story of many nations. And you have the Egyptian civilization, you have the Babylonian and the Assyrian and the Moabites and the Philistines. And you have another corporate level of the whole thing. They are the other, if you like, another set of heroes. You have the heroes on the human level and then you have the heroes at the national level. But the real hero of the Bible comes on the third level and that is God himself. Right from beginning to end. It is his story. That is called history. And it is his history. And his history is his story. And it unfolds in the whole scripture as it unfolds and tells us about his real superstar. And about him, it was planned even before the foundation of the world that he will be sent on earth. You know that there are two categories of, of individuals who sinned. One was mankind, we sinned. And the other people who sinned was the angels, both created beings. Both sinned. But to angels, there was no savior. There is no redemption. There is no salvation. There is no hope for those who have fallen as far as the angels are concerned. For them is reserved the terrible place. We should have also been in the same category. But Jesus came to save us. We are privileged. We are special. In his sight. Have we done something special? No. If anything we did, we did terrible. But because of his goodness, his love, his kindness, his great devotion and commitment to us, that he came to save us. There was no savior for the angels. Mighty as they are, there is no savior. But we have a savior. And he has saved us and adopted us into his family. I feel like closing with a story of uh, a Bollywood movie plot. And this is how the story would go. There are two brothers, an elder brother and a younger brother. The younger brother goes wayward, falls into bad company, 
But his elder brother who's look alike like him, goes the right way, studies well, makes it big in town. He becomes the mayor of the town who is awarded various medals for his exemplary service. But the younger brother goes into wrong company, leaves the home, gets into addiction and alcohol and gambling and is part of a gang. One day, there is a brawl, a fight, and this younger brother stabs a man with his knife. This is witnessed by a few people. The man dies, the police arrive, and this younger brother runs for his life. And as he is running away, he happens to arrive at the place where the mayor's bungalow was, where his elder brother was there. Not knowing any place to hide, he runs to his brother's house, knocks on the door, and when the elder brother opens the door, there is the younger brother with blood-stained clothes. And the younger brother tells him what has happened. The elder brother takes him in, shuts the door, and says to him, quick, have a bath, remove your clothes, throw them out. And so the younger brother removes his clothes, the elder brother gives him a pair of his clothes, because they look alike. And uh, when the police arrive, as they start inquiring, they come to this very home. And when the police knock on the door to check it out, the door is open. But there is the elder brother, now in the attire of the younger brother's blood-stained clothes, and is immediately arrested. And he confesses to the crime, about his life of crime, the big names in the crime world, the mafia, all about the heavy mob and everything else. And as soon as he is arrested, he is taken to the prison and the court case is running. And in the court case, the younger brother, now dressed as a mayor, also comes to the courtroom and sits in the audience, watches the whole scenario. And the few witnesses, witnessed against whom they think is the real murderer, but he's not the murderer, but he's, they think he's the one. And they, you know, give their witness against him. And the judge finally passed the verdict, and, and that is the death penalty. Based on all the evidence, judge pronounces a death sentence on the elder brother. Now the elder brother, and the elder brother also testified in the court, and gives all the details of all the mafia big names, so whoever needed to be arrested is also arrested in the whole process. And now the elder brother is in that witness box, with a big smile on his face. The only person who is greatly troubled is the younger brother sitting in the attire as a mayor. And then the younger brother comes to the elder brother. And he asks him in whisper, Why did you do this? Why did you do this? And the elder brother whispers, Our father wanted that you be delivered from your world of crime and be given a brand new start. I always wanted to fulfill the wish of our father. And today, this wish has come true. I got this opportunity to fulfill Father's wish. I love you, brother. I desire the best for you. What is happening today is my gift for you. Now, you have my clothes, my identity, my position, my wealth, my medals. But you have a choice to leave all this and go back to your old way of life or start a brand new life. And Jesus, our elder brother, 
Jesus is our elder brother and we are like the younger brother. And the Bible says we were dead in our trespasses and sins, filled with guilt and shame. We are weary and heavy laden. Our relationships are all messed up. We are unsure of our future. We have broken many commandments. We are guilty of sins of commission and omission. And we have lived a life independent of God. And so we deserve death as punishment. But Jesus came primarily. And Christmas as we celebrate is because he came to fulfill the wish of God the Father. The Bible says God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son Jesus. That we will not perish by being sentenced to death but have eternal life. And so on the cross Jesus died our death. So on this Christmas day, we have a choice to start a brand new start. To be forgiven of our sins, to wear the clothes of righteousness that belong to Jesus, to be called sons of God, to be welcomed into his family, to receive the honor that rightfully belonged to him, to be sure to go to heaven and live there for eternity. So we have a choice this evening to have a brand new start. Or when the service is over, we can go back to our old way of life and face the consequences of our choice. But I also believe that we have another choice. Those who have made this particular choice have another choice. And the choice is what we learned from the story of the star. Could we be, from this day onward, a bright star, a chosen star, a moving star, a star with a message, a star with as someone who can guide people, a star who can point people to Jesus. We have a great honor. Now that we have been set free, now that we have been redeemed, now that we have been given a new start, it is up to us to now go and share this story with others so that others may be guided. So that the same star which guided the wise man to Jesus, we could be that like the star, guiding many a people to the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ so that they may have a revelation that Jesus is the true and the living God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. To know more about us, please visit www.adonai-ministries.com.